This is your Planet News Briefing. I'm John Chu. And I'm Ralph Fortune. Our main story coming up is about Greta Thunberg, the Swedish student activist. We look at what she did, why she did it, and what's next for her as she makes her journey back across the Atlantic to Europe. But first, your Planet News headlines. This week in Politic News, the New York Times reports the EPA plans to limit scientific research. The New York Times recently leaked a document from the EPA showing that the EPA would require scientists to provide all raw data with their research. Now, this might seem like a good idea. However, this research is typically health-related. Therefore, there is a client confidentiality uh, statement within the research and, not allow, and doesn't allow all the raw data to be released. What does this mean for the EPA? It means they won't have the proper scientific evidence to put forth for new regulations in water quality, air quality, anything health related. In business news this week, BA announced that they're launching an internal review into a money saving practice, which actually increases greenhouse gases for their operations. And what they do is they're fuel tankering, which means they're loading up more gasoline than they need to in their journeys. So BA has announced that this was because the gasoline uh, cost is more expensive at their destinations and also for safety and operational reasons so they can turn around faster. Uh, this is a classic example of profit before planet. BA's parent company IAG has announced that they will carry out an internal review of this. In tech news this week, company eLeather raises $70 million from investors. The company creates a synthetic leather started from small leather scraps. The investment is going to go towards increasing their production line. At the moment, they're serving four of the top airlines and they're creating their seats. They're also serving a lot of uh, seat upholsters for trains as well. The way they create the synthetic leather creates much less waste and also requires much less leather to get to the end product. In science news this week, BBC reports that cutting the speed of ships will have huge benefits to humans, nature, and the climate. A 20% reduction will cut greenhouse gases and curb pollutants that damage human health in the form of black carbon, sulfur, and nitrogen oxide. It would also cut underwater noise and reduce chances of whale collisions by 78%. Ships are currently responsible for warming to the planet equivalent to roughly the output of Germany. Proposals to reduce speeds uh, will be discussed at the upcoming um, International Maritime Organization meeting in London. Coming up, our main story, Greta Thunberg's transatlantic journey to North America, what she accomplished and what's possibly next for her as she sails back across the Atlantic. All right, so Ralph, this week we have a very, very exciting main topic. Uh, Greta Thunberg and the icon that she's become there's so much to be said about her, um, how much she's been in such, such an inspiration, such a young age, and so much more um, we can all do better and, and achieve um, as a result of uh, listening to her, uh, watching her movement, and how she's able to really um, uh, walk the talk, right? Is that the yeah. same? Walk the talk? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so walk, yeah, walking the talk, right? I think this is a, a big point with... Uh, Greta Thunberg. I try the uh, the Swedish uh, accent for uh, my my Swedish fans out there. 
Very good. Um, no, but basically, you know, I, I read this book recently um, by uh, Ben Horowitz. Uh, he wrote, wrote a book recently about around culture, right? And, and it's all about, okay, you can write down your values as a company, but those aren't what create your culture around a company. Does, that doesn't create, you know, how people act in a society or in a company. It's, you know, what actions are taken um, to show for, as an example, and that's what creates a culture, that's what creates, um, you know, people's dialogue around the subject. And this is, this is the story of, of Greta here. I mean, she is just like a, an icon for uh, crisis climate, uh, or <laughs> climate crisis. Um, and what, you know, how she started and how she's uh, proceeded is, is really a good way to show uh, as an example for others. Uh, obviously there's, um, there's, you know, a scale to that, uh, and we'll talk about that further, but yeah, quite the, quite the icon at, I think she's like, she's 16 now, maybe, maybe yeah. 17, so pretty, pretty incredible. She turned 17 on January 3rd, I just read up on that, mm. so really young. Um, let's start from the beginning, and then I yeah. do think we should really touch upon what she has achieved lately, uh, because yeah, she's definitely. been in the media so much, but, so, born in 2003, um, Gen Z. <laughs> Gen Z, this is a perfect example of an influential Gen Z. Yeah. So she, uh, she, at the age of 11, 8 or 11, I can't remember, I, I feel like I'm, I, I want to say 11, um, she learned about the climate crisis. 8. eight, I, yeah, when eight. Her, yeah, in her interview she was saying like around 8 is when she started like wow. starting to learn about it, right? I don't know if you have... In um, Sweden, they, uh, you know, they get you early there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she, she was very depressed. Um, she would only, she would stop eating, um, she would stop speaking, and she was eventually diagnosed with uh, obsessive compulsive disorder and uh, selective mutism, which is when she just won't speak. Um, she was, she lost a lot of weight as a result of not eating, just generally depressed. And when you're at the age of eight or so and you're depressed, I think that takes a lot in your form, because it's such a formative time mm -hmm. of your life where your, your body is developing and your mind is developing, right? Um, so she would eventually go on to convince her family, her mother is, in it was a famous opera singer, her dad, an actor, um, convinced them to also adopt a vegan lifestyle, plant-based, um, not traveling um, through airplanes. Um, so she would eventually, at age 11, I believe, is probably, no, 15. 15 was when she started the school strikes, right? Yeah. Okay, so at 15, she started school strikes in Sweden. Uh, and what she would do was um, she was started out by herself because nobody else in the school would join her. Um, and then it would gain amazing traction probably in the last two years, one year. Yeah, but I mean, I, I just recently listened to her, her explanation on, on a podcast. It's pretty, pretty fascinating how fast it took off, right? Because... She was saying that, yeah, she was feeling so down about she couldn't really do anything about this um, cause she, because of her age, because of her influence, right? Um, but basically, she just decided on um, one Friday that she was to take her, her si handwritten sign mm -hmm. and go sit in front of Parliament uh, in, in Stockholm, in Sweden, and, uh, you know, strike from school. So got some, actually started getting some news conference after the first day, I believe. Um, and the second day, she was not alone, actually, even after the second day. 
And from there, uh, people have always joined her, uh, you know. It, well, the second day was Friday, right? Another, the next following Friday, so she's been doing it, she was doing it for every Friday. Uh, and yeah, it just completely caught on like wildfire and started spreading globally mm -hmm. from there. So you, you think about the age that she started and the age that she's at now. So eight was when she realized, you know, the climate crisis. She's 16 now. She spent half her life already, probably this at front of mind for half her life. Mm -hmm. And she's hopefully she's got, you know, so many more years to live. Right. So she's going to be one of the those folks who dedicate her entire life, practically mm -hmm. her entire life to fighting climate change and climate crisis. Um, she's so inspirational that I actually, I do kind of like lose my breath a little bit when I think about the gravity of what she's been able to accomplish. Mm -hmm. Just the fact that you know that you, you know, you protesting in front of the parliament in Sweden and knowing that there are, you know, hundreds of thousands of kids elsewhere in different parts of the world doing the same thing, com completely inspired by you, right? And just for the record, she was inspired to do this because of... Parkland uh, students, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the, the high school kids in Parkland, Florida. Due to the school shootings. Yeah, yeah the March for Our Lives, right? Yep. So, um, Gen Z, man. They yeah. Don't, they yeah. don't care. They're, they're going to take action. We, we, we talked about Gen Z in the last episode. This is, this is the generation that's going to really make a difference um, for all of us um, at the rate of things, right? So um, no matter how much we talk about Greta's uh, past, I, you know, I'm sure we're going to skip a lot of, of the key details not. Um, advertently, but she's done so much already. Um, but what about recently, right? Yeah, um, what about recently. So she um, she sailed across the Atlantic from Plymouth, UK. So she she started her journey from Sweden to the UK by train. First of all, by train, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then she got on a um, sixty feet yacht, sailing racing yacht, across the Atlantic. 15 days at sea, so this is mid-August, uh, so relatively recently, got to New York City at the end of August. Uh, was there a Paris Climate Agreement? or well, it was, oh, it was the, the UN, UN. Yeah, UN yeah, in New York, right? Yeah. And this is where she exploded on the scene. You think um, this is a good where it, got, it went even more mainstream then? I, I think so. Okay, interesting. Um, because she, she was in the same sentence as Donald Trump, right? <laughs> um, and then all those times when these, you know, adults would tweet and say things that were just so cruel about her because she's also um, has a mild autism, right? Yeah. She's got uh, Asperger's. Yeah. Um, so these these fully grown adults would take little jabs at her, um, and she just is just is kind of funny. She she would then change her Instagram uh, description to, you know, angry little girl or something like that, which is what Trump... No way. And then, I didn't realize that. Incredible. Every time somebody made fun of her, she would change her, her description on oh. Instagram to, to say that. See, this is the brilliance yeah. of the generation, like, man. This is yeah. this is just complete mastery of the social troll. <laughs> and there there would be times where, I, I, you know, I forget the circumstances, but she was in some sort of a... Uh, I'm, I'm going to say the wrong things here, but... Um, room full of politicians and uh, they were talking about there's one man that was talking about how you know what you're doing is not useful or something like that not verbatim and then she would say something so clever and it just shuts him up and that would go viral <laughs> you know she, she, she I forget what she said exactly she was like I, I, I can't recite it right now but um, 
she she she's always really clever with her responses. Yeah. Uh, she's very straightforward. Like she was exactly. tell it as it is. Um, so during her time in North America, she would go to um, Canada as well. So it was really a journey around the Americas. Uh, she she originally was supposed to be in Chile, of South America, uh, and next month in December. Mm. Um, and because of the political unstable. Un- instability there and the protests or some other thing going on in the government there yeah that's really going canceled. pretty pretty drastic right now actually. yeah 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 there's uh so so that's been canceled and it's been moved to spain so that's why mm-hmm. she's currently on her journey oh, back okay. to uh yeah. to europe to spain and she she kind of latched on to she basically put a cry on social media saying hey you know this happened i need to go to spain um i don't want to fly um you know, anybody got a yacht, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, or a uh, sailing. I'll uh, try that next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there's this family of YouTubers um, that just travel via their sailing yacht, I guess. They just picked her up and now she's on her way back on some smaller uh, sailing yacht. Yeah. This time there's there's a toilet there. Apparently there wasn't one on the way over. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> That's crazy. The first one looked really nice, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... Some other things that she did in North America, she, she traveled all around the U.S., um, mm. from New York to Iowa to California, I think, Denver. Um, and what I thought was so nice was that whenever she gave speeches at those places, she would always acknowledge the fact that this land was originally this Native American tribe with this and mm. that. That's so she, she's just so full of knowledge and intelligence and just, just awareness, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just such an incredible young, uh, young individual. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, that, that's really interesting. So now, yeah, she's going over to Spain and it's for a conference, some sort of climate conference. It is, yeah. yeah. I forget what it is. Um, it's really the next thing. You know what? I, I, I find it so interesting that she's not in school for so long. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she's basically taking a, a year sabbatical mm. um, and nobody's talking about that. Yeah, um, that's interesting. What are your feelings about that? You know, being 16 years old, so you should be in high school now. Oh, yeah. you would be in high school. She would be in high school. Okay, so, I mean, this is the kind of a different topic in terms of school in general, but, um, I mean, my feelings around school are they're really beneficial. It's really beneficial for kind of base knowledge and for more of, like, social, uh, building your social knowledge and, like, yeah. social uh, intelligence, I guess is maybe the word. Um, IQ, social IQ, I guess is the word it's used, but you can learn so much more by kind of going deep and doing your own research now, like with the internet and everything that I, you know, I started teaching myself how to code and stuff without <laughs> school. Uh, she obviously taught herself way more about the climate than school did. Even being in Sweden, it's probably teach that you probably get taught the most about climate in the, you know, compared to in the rest of the world. Um, I mean yourself, you did a lot of nutrition stuff, right? That was outside of, yeah. yeah. So that's a different thing about school. So I think she's probably still getting good education, but yeah, she is definitely going to, she's definitely on a trajectory of, of a life that's a little bit different than a normal kid. Right. And that may have some yeah. ramifications, obviously. So the reason why I bring that up is because, um, it's so simple. Uh, she, the reason why she's doing this is because, uh, we are in, we're at risk of an existential uh, crisis here, right? Uh, there will be no future. What's the point of going? So her and, mm. and, and her view, what is the point of going to school if there mm. is no yeah, future? Yeah, yeah. So just think about that at the most fundamental level. Um, I, I think she is doing absolutely the right thing. Um, and, you know, you can't ask for all kids 
to do it, but you but you need uh, that that person to do it to inspire change yeah, across others, right? Example, yeah. Um, so just because, like, it, you know, what what is the point of going on if the the very planet that you live on is not sustainable mm. for for the future for yourself, right? Yeah. Or and for your peers yeah. and futures, future children, you know, and you know, going ahead, uh, but. Yeah, I mean, the the argument to that would be obviously okay. She goes studies, you know, uh, STEM stuff, yeah, in sciences and and engineering and and can can help build technology maybe to True. help. I mean, obviously, yeah. technology isn't going to solve everything, but we definitely need a a mixture of all of this stuff, right? Policy yeah. and tech and and lifestyle change. So, yeah, but I mean, obviously, she's she's diving deep into the education bit and yeah. enforcing on the policy side. So sure, that's probably you probably want to specialize somewhere, right? So yeah. that specialization is really good. That's a really good point. You can she can go to school and put her energy and efforts into finding a technology or science solution to this, right? Um, but that actually is a good point because some critics would say things like, "What she's doing, she's inspiring." In their mind, she's inspiring people to take individual action, meaning change your diet, right. don't fly, and that. At a high level, that's not going to make enough change fast enough. Right. So, and she actually, uh, yeah, she says she she understands that point. Right? Exactly because um, uh, what did you say the other day? She she left the Americas with a statement that wasn't related to individual action. It was related to policy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, or I guess it was related to individual action in in the sense of you know going out to vote for the politicians that will mm, make yeah. the change because that's where it really matters right yeah exactly so she's yeah. and she, yeah she said herself right um she agrees that just doing these lifestyle changes won't won't solve everything but because it's it goes back to the how we open this up right like the ben horowitz book on culture the way you shape people's thoughts about the world and the way you shape people's actions and how they and their values what do they value is by uh, you know taking action around those values, right? So her values are that you know she doesn't want to emit carbon, so she's not going to fly. That's such a big statement that people start talking about it, and so they start talking about okay, why is she not doing this? And that becomes the scenario where okay, now politicians are talking about it, or you know similar things like okay, the airlines are thinking about it more, and the airlines are now thinking about okay. If this becomes a situation that consumers aren't going to fly as much, we need to start thinking about how we can uh, provide a product that is more, um, you know, is, is better for the environment, right? So now they're even offering carbon offsets when you purchase tickets, uh, things like that. They're obviously going to, it will speed up their interest in looking into greener fuels for flights. So that's, you know, all positive. The net Greta Thunberg effect is positive what you say yeah definitely yeah that, that effect is great yeah we talked about sort of um we talked about extinction rebellion in the past and how that mm-hmm. got people talking about things and, and the mm-hmm. uh, very fact that we're dedicated the very fact that we're dedicating a main feature of an episode related to her is that effect right like we're talking about it more we're getting more people aware of what she's done what she's accomplished and maybe those folks will then look into it and be inspired and make mm-hmm. a difference um yeah whether it be voting or something more personal, like yeah. diet or travel. Should we do some traffic lights? Yes, do it. Cool. Uh, okay, great. So start with mine. So red for me, this one's got me 
pretty heated based off of uh, a comment that she made. She had uh, read for me our politicians using Greta as a marketing ploy, right? So she made a great comment. Uh, like you said, she just tells it how it is, super straightforward. Yeah. And you kind of have to have that. She has that resolve that's needed for all of these trolls that are attacking her, right? Mm. And so basically what happened was they're asking her on uh, this podcast, like, oh, like, how is it meeting, um, you know, all of these, uh, these prime ministers and presidents and everything? And she's like, yeah, it was, it was fine, but... Uh, I mean, they're not, they haven't changed their policies, so I don't really care. <laughs> it's like literally what she said. So it's, it's so true though, because these, uh, these policymakers, um, I'm just um, blanking on some of the, the ones that, uh, that were mentioned, but are taking photos with her and praising her online yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And, and they're getting the credit of being, you know, climate focused and climate, you know, friendly and all this. But they haven't changed the policy. Yeah. So that's my red for me, man. Like, it's it's as it's as she does, right? Do take action, not not just speak of it, right? So that's a big red. So yellow for me, um, yellow is kind of the the lifestyle shaming. So this is like we we're just discussing, um, you know, the lifestyle changes where it's no flights and and plant based diets and all of this. Um, I think there's it's a hard line there because. Yeah, it's good to show that, but you don't. I don't think it's necessarily needs to be forced upon anybody. You want to be able to lead by example, not lead, not like push people into it. Um, actually, in Sweden, people are getting pretty uh, kind of starting to guilt trip a bit about this stuff. Uh, and there's even a term for flight shaming people, which is called a fliegskam, fliegskam, something like this. I don't know if I'm <laughs> pronouncing it right. Probably not. Sounds right to me. Yeah, exactly. But that's kind of an interesting yellow for me. Obviously, it's good that people are looking at this, but I don't think it's good to, to be shaming anybody about it. Um, and if you go far enough, I mean, it's good to have take drastic steps, but if you go far enough, it's like even Greta is not trying to buy clothes or anything anymore. It's like you, there's different things you can do. We've talked about in the past in terms of new foods, new technologies, new uh, like clothes rental, clothing rentals, stuff like this, where you can kind of alter your lifestyle, but not completely deteriorate it, right? I mean, to be fair, I mean, this is really uh, morbid, but the best thing you could do for the climate is just basically kill yourself. Uh, I mean, PSA, <laughs> nobody kill yourself. You can do more. I believe you can do more for the climate by, you know, coming up and helping and, and making, being active about it. But that's if you're just limiting yourself to not traveling, limiting yourself to not eating food, right? Like limiting yourself to not doing anything, that's where it comes down to. Green is, uh, you know, I definitely sound like a bro broken record here, both on this episode and on the last, but my green is Gen Z. <laughs> and uh, it's just more, even more specifically, these, these specific, uh, you know, students, these kids that um, have seen Greta as a first as an example, but then have picked it up themselves. I mean, there's, a, there's people that are organizing. It's not just her. These people are organizing uh, these movements all around the world. Um, and so it's each individual, you know, one of these who are actually taking action and doing something about it rather than just talking about it. That's really good. Yeah. I, first of all, you're yellow about that new Swedish word. That's so interesting. <laughs> um, and you're green about Gen Z is actually where I'm going to start my red, interestingly. Mm. Um, and I'll tell you why. Uh, the, there are four themes, general themes to 
Greta's um, activism so far, right? Number one is that humanity is facing an existential crisis due to climate change. Um, another thing is that climate change will have a disproportionate effect on young people. Mm-hmm. Another one is that too little is being done with the, about the situation. And the fourth one is that um, a theme of hers is that the current generation of adults is responsible for climate change. Um, that is probably fact, but that type of theme, um, whether she said that's her theme or somebody else is saying that this is what she's you know, activating on, like that type of finger pointing or blaming is not the right way to go about doing it. That's probably a fact and it probably should be said, but it, should, it shouldn't be something that is um, like a theme of your activism. Um, it's someone's fault probably, mm. or it's a group of people's fault. But uh, that's not productive mm. in um, my mind. I think that Generation Z is so inspirational and they will make a difference. But, um, you know, to kind of p- point fingers at a previous generation for what they may probably, you know, for the most part, unknowingly were doing it. There were people that, were, that mm-hmm. knew that they were doing it too, right? Um, I think that that's not productive in a way forward. Mm. Um, so that to me is a red, even though I am overwhelmed and just like extremely positive and inspired by Generation Z. Um, but I think that that theme of pointing uh, to a previous generation for causing it is not productive. Um, my yellow is interesting. Um, it's more related to the Paris Climate Agreement. Um, I think I read that the only country which is not signed up for it is going to be the US. Like Trump actually started the process to withdraw Mm. recently it took like another year for it actually to be withdrawn um but the countries that are in it including australia germany uh russia france uh, and so forth uh they're they're a part of it but um that's a yellow to me because they have openly um had negative reactions to activists like greta thunberg um so Australian Prime Minister uh, Scott Morrison, German Chancellor Angela Merkel, uh, uh, Vladimir Putin in Russia, Donald Trump in the U.S. Obviously, the French President Macron and um, the Italian uh, Prime Minister as well. They've all very openly uh, criticized um, Greta Thunberg and folks. Hmm. What so, did, did sorry? Did, like, yeah. what about Merkel and Macron? Did what did they say? Do you know? I don't know what they said exactly. I have to look into that. That was, a, that was interesting. Yeah. yeah, they 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 basically claimed that she has over oversimplified the complex issue yeah. involved. Um, that that may be the case, but she's <laughs> but sixteen. Yeah, exactly. She's sixteen. Also, that's a that's usually a, a cop out you hear from people, right? Yeah. If they don't yeah. want to take action. It's so. too difficult. This is like a, what Facebook says all the time, right? <laughs> it's not that simple, is it? Yeah. yeah. So, that, like, you know, it's... You're... They should be completely in it, right? They're in the Paris Climate Agreement and you have somebody mm-hmm. who has, is as influential as she is. Um, put the differences aside, like those small details aside and just, you know, I, I feel like there's a lot more that can be done mm-hmm. um, if you just kind of work together or be more on the same page. Uh, my green is something that I mentioned at the top of the podcast already is the fact that she's so young. She's mm-hmm. got a whole lifetime ahead of her where she's going to presumably continue this activism um, because uh, I just find it hard to believe that this passion of hers is going to 
you know, yeah. feel like she's, she's not going to change her mind about this. You know? <laughs> Um, so cool. there's a lot more to come from her. I think the best is yet to come. I think she'll, she'll, she'll do the obvious, right? She'll be the Nobel Peace Prize winner and she'll, she'll have books. And uh, this is just my opinion. Is she'll, that a prediction, John? That's Nobel, a prediction. Nobel Peace yeah. Prize for Gre- yeah. Greta? The next that's one. Not a, that's not a bad one. She'll, be a, she'll have a book, she'll have a podcast. Maybe she'll be on this podcast. Yeah, hopefully. That'd be good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's my green is that, that she, she started so young and yeah. that she's got so much more that she can do. Um, so much more that we can all do uh, as a, you know, being inspired by her. Yeah, awesome. I think that's a great way to end it. And that is this week's Your Planet News Briefing. I'm Ralph Forgen. I'm John Chu. Thanks for listening. <laughs>